Today is Friday, July 23rd, 2021, and this is Montana at Noon. I'm Josh Margolis, your Weather Command forecast. First off, we've got that red flag warning in effect until 9 p.m. this evening throughout our entire listening area. Expect winds 20 to 25 with gusts up to 40 this afternoon and humidity as low as 10%, meaning critical fire weather conditions are expected to continue. Extreme fire behavior is possible. For the rest of your Friday, breezy, not as warm, and sunny. Areas of smoke this afternoon with highs in the mid-80s and west winds 15 to 25 miles an hour. Tonight, mostly clear with areas of smoke in the evening. Haze through the night, lows 50 to 55. West winds 10 to 20 miles an hour. Saturday, sunny with haze in the morning. Highs 85 to 90. West winds 10 to 20 miles an hour. Saturday night, mostly clear. Lows 50 to 55. West winds 5 to 10 miles an hour, shifting to the southeast after midnight. Sunday, sunny with highs around 90. West winds 5 to 15 miles an hour. Sunday night and Monday, clear. Lows 55 to 60. Highs 90 to 95. Monday night and Tuesday, partly cloudy, lows 55 to 60. Highs 90 to 95. Tuesday night, mostly cloudy, lows 60 to 65. Wednesday through Thursday, partly cloudy, highs 85 to 90, lows 55 to 60. The Pets Are Worth Saving Animal Shelter in Chinook is holding a free spay and neuter clinic for cats and dogs of low-income households August 21st and 22nd at Harlem City Hall. PAWS manager Alyssa Hewitt says this will be their last clinic of the calendar year, and it will also feature low-cost pet vaccines and microchips. This is the time to call. These clinics can fill up in a matter of days, so it's good to not put it off. If you have family members that need it, please share the information with them. It's going to be a great event. We're hoping to do about 100 animals again this clinic. Hewitt also says that their raffle fundraiser is nearing an end, and they are about halfway towards their fundraising goal that will allow them to install new fencing. I have no words for how exciting that is. So that's going really well. We'll have our drawing on July 31st from 2 to 6 p.m. at Vishla Brewing in the Mall, and you can still buy your tickets all the way up to our drawings. No appointments are needed for the low-cost pet vaccinations and microchipping. To sign up for the clinic, call 357-7172. The Blaine County Cruisers are set to host a 10-year anniversary cruise this weekend. Club President Lauren Scoyan says this year's cruise will take place after a 7 a.m. breakfast on Saturday morning at the Blaine County Fairgrounds and will feature a new twist. Before everybody knew where the stops were going to be and the games, this year it's all going to be a secret. You won't know where the next challenge is until the last person plays the game at the previous challenge. So we're just going to kind of keep everybody in a group. Registration begins 7 p.m. Friday and is $40 per vehicle. Entrants receive a t-shirt and two meal tickets. There will also be a pair of movies screened at the fairgrounds. Stroker Ace will play Friday night at dark while Ford vs. Ferrari will be projected Saturday night. There is no cost to attend the screenings. All money raised at the event supports trade school scholarships for Blaine County youth. Because we need more tradesmen in this industry now, and uh, it seems to be working out pretty good. So we're giving back to the community is what we're doing. For more information, visit the Blaine County Cruisers Facebook page. The Hill County Commission convened Thursday morning for their weekly business meeting and announced several appointments to boards. Tony Reum and Joyce Preschel were appointed to the Cemetery District Board, while Denise Brewer is a new appointment. Dave Peterson, Leslie Kerker, and Lee Morse and Ray Lipp were all reappointed to the Refuse Board and United Refuse Disposal Board. In addition, the commission announced that Lex Keller has resigned from the Fair Board. The commission also urged the public to remember that all of Hill County has now entered Stage 1 fire restrictions. This bans all fires except for those started by devices solely fueled by liquid petroleum or LPG fuels that can be turned on and off. Such devices can only be used in an area barren or cleared of all overhead and surrounding flammable materials within three feet of the device. Turning to state news, 
Several Montana tribes are suing the state, alleging that education leaders in Montana are violating the state's constitution by failing to teach about the culture and heritage of Native Americans. The lawsuit was filed Thursday in Cascade County District Court by numerous plaintiffs, including the Fort Belknap Indian Community and the Little Shell Tribe of Chippewa Indians. The complaint argues the state is in violation of, quote, statutes that provide that every Montana public school student, whether Indian or non-Indian, will learn about the distinct and unique cultural heritage of American Indians in a culturally responsive manner, end quote. It also claims many schools in Montana are providing little to no funding for Indian Education for All Act programs, and that the Office of Public Instruction has failed to set up any enforcement mechanism for the act. The plaintiffs are asking the court to mandate the Board of Education and OPI ensure schools are complying with the IEFA Act. OPI is not commented on the lawsuit. Montana's health department is taking public comment on part of its plan to tackle the state's substance use and mental illness crises. The Montana Free Press reports DPHHS has suggested funneling federal Medicaid dollars to support people in search of stable housing, diagnosed inmates preparing to exit prisons, and specific treatments for stimulant addictions. The state is also proposing using Medicaid to pay for inpatient and residential treatment at the state hospital in Warm Springs and other private community-based providers, a seismic change that has met mixed reactions among behavioral health advocates. The ideas are embedded within Governor Greg Gianforte's $25 million plan known as the Heart Initiative, or Healing and Ending Addiction Through Recovery and Treatment. The plan proposes leveraging approximately $6 million in new revenue from marijuana taxes, as well as other sources, to trigger more funding from the federal Medicaid program. If the state is successful, the policy fixes outlined this month will be funded through new uses of Medicaid dollars, a process that requires the state to submit a waiver to the federal government explaining its proposed changes and how they will impact Medicaid recipients. The state released its draft waiver in early July, the first opportunity for most members of the public to consider the details of the proposal. The department has scheduled more public meetings, including a consultation with tribal nations, in the coming weeks. The deadline for submitting written comments is September 7th. In a tie vote, the United States Senate Committee on Energy and Natural Resources advanced the nomination of Tracy Stone Manning of Missoula to serve as director for the Bureau of Land Management. The nomination will now move to the Senate floor. All 10 Republicans on the committee, including Senator Steve Daines, voted in opposition. Daines cited Stone Manning's involvement in a tree spiking incident in 1989 as a reason he believes she is unfit for the role. Senator John Tester has expressed fervent support for Stone Manning, who previously served as a senior aide. In a statement following Thursday's vote, he called her a, quote, tireless advocate for the public lands that drive Montana's economy, end quote. Stone Manning is a senior advisor at the National Wildlife Federation based in Montana and was formerly the chief of staff to Governor Steve Bullock. Now taking a look at your wheat prices for today. Daily prices per bushel, Hill County winter wheat $6.18, spring wheat $8.49, Blaine County winter wheat $6.08, spring wheat $8.44, Liberty County winter wheat 629, spring wheat 849. Shadow County, winter wheat 618, spring wheat 849. And Phillips County, winter wheat 603, spring wheat 839. And now taking a look at funeral notices for today. Michelle Ann Lawrence, 34, joined her heavenly family on Friday, July 16th in Atlanta, Georgia, with her dog, Bubs, by her side. Wake services began at 5 p.m., and the rosary begins at 7 p.m. tonight at St. Anthony's Catholic Church in Box Elder. Michelle's funeral service is 11 a.m. tomorrow, that's Saturday, July 24th, also at St. Anthony's. Rachel J. Kleinsaucer, 87, passed away peacefully at her home Tuesday, July 20th. Funeral services began 11.30 a.m. Saturday, July 24th, in Hidden Valley Colony Church. Burial will follow in the Hidden Valley Colony Cemetery. Stuart C. Scott McKenzie, 77, passed away on October 14th in Haver at Northern Montana Hospital. A service will be held at 3 p.m. Friday, July 30th at the Chinook High School Gymnasium.
And that's going to do it for your Friday edition of Montana at Noon. I'm Josh Margolis. Thanks for listening, and remember, seven days a week, we are your source for news and information. KOJM, KPQX, and HighlineToday.com. Have a great rest of your Friday and a good weekend. Stay safe out on the roads, and please continue to do your part to help flatten the curve.